One, two, three, four. Hello and welcome to It Starts With Beer. I'm your host, Will Sis. And on this episode, I get to talk to a guest. A very special guest. His name is Alan Haida, known as Al the Brewer on the internet. And he's the host of the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. Plus a new video venture known as Dad Domesticus. This episode is brought to you by Nod Hill Brewery, making quality-driven small-batch beer in a 100% solar-powered brew house in Ridgefield, Connecticut. Nod Hill specializes in modern hoppy beer, traditionally-minded German and Belgian styles, and both clean and mixed fermentation oak-aged barrels. For online ordering, home delivery options, tap room info, and where to find their beer across Connecticut, visit www.nodhillbrewery.com. I'm so grateful to my guest Al for his guidance during a very troubling time, which I will expand upon after this interview during the after party. So let's listen in. Hey, Al, I am so glad you could join me for this, you know, most recent uh, uh, virtual reality uh, experience. Um, how's the uh, how's the headset fitting? Headset feels fine. Nice and like it's tight. Works. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go on this little VR trip. I'm so glad. So so you told me uh, in advance that even though you're a Californian who lives in Texas, that you've got a thing for English pubs. So, I, I, I do enjoy an English pub. It has been a very long time since I've been in an English pub, but uh, they are a fine destination. So look, uh, okay, just to your right, there's okay. the outside of what I called ye old English pub. What do you think? I mean, it couldn't be more plain than that, and I love it, because yeah. where else are you going to go for a pub than ye old <laughs> English pub. <laughs> right. right. I mean, I don't, you know, I, 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 yeah, I like, I love a good cliche and this is going to be filled with them. Let's uh, step through the, uh, the union Jack doors and I mean, as we like, go inside, yeah, take it all in. Don't you feel like you're I, in I, Vegas? No, I mean, uh, <laughs> well, like Vegas. a, like a Vegas, I mean, yeah. a you Vegas version Vegas. of, of, uh, um, England. I mean, they, they've got so many good. You got the jacks everywhere. Yep. Uh, you've got the, the bulldog with the cigar in its mouth. Right? I mean, yep. that right there. Yep. I mean, hello, Churchill. I mean, it even says it on the tag. I'm so, see, I'm see, it's the little things. So let's, uh, let's meander over uh, to okay. the bar itself. Um, you know, here's where the music is starting to, to come in. I just, I just threw in, you know, songs that made me think of you know british bands and mm, music mm-hmm. you know so i hope you like that i'm, uh, I'm, I'm it's a good good playlist yes yeah so we'll we'll uh we'll be uh grooving uh to that as we go along and uh i think it's time let's let's have a seat um as you can see you know we've got my my uh, my virtual bartender here mm-hmm. um uh, i don't have a name for him yet could you would you mind naming him for me 
Um, I, I, I've been thinking of, um, let me see here. What am I thinking of? Look at him. Get get you know a, get a vibe. I, let, let's just go with something classic like a Charles. Charles. All right. I yeah. mean, Mr. Charles. There we go. Sir Charles. Um, Sir Charles. Yes. I will. Uh, I'm going to put my order in now, and then we'll get to talking. I'm going to go with something. It's you know, it's the most English beer I can think of. The Taddy Porter from Samuel mm. Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, and. Um, I'm going to uh, look at their uh, American section. Well, maybe not even American section, but their their foreign section. I will say. Sure. And uh, oh, look! It says "Evil Twin, Even More Jesus." I think that one is catching my eye. Oh, very re- good choice, religious choice. I like it. So, uh, so Sir Charles uh, is going to get to work, and uh, in a few minutes, hopefully, our beer will, will be ready. Awesome. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast because you are someone that has really uh, been quite busy, especially as of late with the, with the output. One thing I know you for is uh, your, your podcast, I Know Nothing About Beer, which Thanks, I've enjoyed. Man. Thank you. And then you've got this whole other venture that seems to involve video that's called Dad Domesticus. Yes. So I want to start talking about the former and we'll get to talking about the latter a little later. Um, you do know something about beer. You're you're Al the Brewer for crying out loud. Uh, explain to me what is this podcast for those who haven't heard it? Why is it called I know know nothing about beer when you clearly do? I so I called this uh, podcast I know nothing about beer because um, I'll say one of the ways that I define passion is when you dive into a subject. And the more that you learn about that subject, the more questions you have about it. And then you just feel like you know so much less than at the beginning of the journey, we'll say. Sure. And so the more that I've learned about beer and the more that I've talked to people about beer, the more I find out I have my, my handle on what beer is, beer culture, um, just just it changes and becomes so much bigger. And I find out like, oh my goodness, I have so much more to learn because it's such a vast subject. And so that's why I called it, I know nothing about beer. I was also stuck in an airport um, and the f- grabbed a moleskin and been thinking about this name for this podcast forever, or thinking about this podcast forever. And the first thing that came out of my mind was, I know nothing about beer. So <laughs> that's what kind of stuck. And um, it's kind of served its purpose well, like the, the name name sticks. I like it. Great. I, I, what, I, um, uh, what I like about the, the podcast itself is that you, you have a you know, nice variety of, of folks uh, that you get a chance to uh, talk to. Uh, you don't seem to lord over your knowledge. I mean, you, you have, what, homebrewing experience? Yeah, I've been a, a homebrewer for over 10 years. Um, I've taken kind of a break because of kids. And I'm hoping to get back into it this fall slash winter. I would love for that to, to, for 2020 to have at least like a good brew made, if anything else, I could just make a good homebrew this year. That that um, would make everything else better? That would make things just, uh, not better, but just at least it would make things make me feel a little better. Okay. It won't make up for the pandemic at all, but it'll make me feel just a little tiny better that I made a good beer in 2020. It's the little things. It's the, the little, little things. things. Yeah, um, but no, I've been a home. I've, I've been a homebrewer for over ten years. Um, I've got my certified beer server 
from uh, the Cicerone program. I've been behind the bar. I've even been a tap room manager for a quick spell. Wow. Um, so um, I've I've definitely been in the beer for you know over I think it's 13, 14, 13 years now, mm -hmm. somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, and so I really really don't want um, what what I really want to be able to do is just learn from people. You know, sure. whether they know so little about beer or like vastly more than me, mm -hmm. um, I really just want to learn from them and pick their brains. And uh, a lot of my episodes revolve around a question oh. that we just dive into. So it's right. not it's not like um, just, hey, what's this beer? What beer are you drinking? What beer are you drinking? OK, now let's go into sports or what's going in our lives. Sure. Those aren't bad types of podcasts at all. But I didn't want that to be my podcast. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that I love to do is take people that are new into beer and just say rapid fire questions and let's just let's just let's just hit those up. And I've found those to be um, a, a lot of my the, the listeners that I know that know a lot about beer always come away with going, oh, that was so fun to hear someone that's new into beer. Ask those questions. And uh, inevitably, somebody, you know, either myself or the person asking or the person listening learn something new. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that when you get into any topic, say it's uh, guitars or you know, religion or cars or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you, you, you feel like you've become an expert because it's so easy to silo your social media. You, you, you feel mm -hmm. like you can just, you know, delve into all the um, books that you, that you want to watch, all the YouTube videos. But yeah. stepping back and saying, you know, you know what, I just assumed too much. And by stepping back, I, I, I take for, for granted that people know what IPA stands for, for example. Yeah. And yeah. when I hear someone go, whoa, 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 what, what do you mean IPA? 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 What, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, you know what? Yeah, of course. Like, don't be a jerk. <laughs> just explain yeah. it a little bit. Um, Okay, well, the uh, the light going on, I see a light on your headset. Oh. I don't know if you see a light on my headset. I, I do. Okay, so Very nice. the, the, the tap is on, and this is a new thing that I tr I'm trying out. Okay. The tap okay. is on the side of okay. your headset. Um, on gotcha. you, it's the right side. Also on mine, it's the right side. So if you can, this is a little tricky. Try to put your glass underneath that spigot and pour i again design okay. flaw but this is not my you know you, you know okay i'm trying now yeah and let me see let me see hold on yeah oh uh, you made the tap handle sound like a can opening that was ingenious you know what that was just a side effect um i'm okay. gonna take credit for it though yeah that was okay a pretty good okay move. okay and and i'm able to aim out of my peripheral vision right uh again it's design flaws it's, it's all good mine is it's all, all over my shirt um all right well oh look at that oh i have i have a pour yeah. that happened mostly in my glass oh that's great mine is mostly on my shirt but you know i've got a six month old so there's tons of stuff on there's there's oh dude yeah <laughs> there's so much on your shirt right so, now <laughs> this uh but this, the, the the little bit that i have um Mm -hmm. It looks and smells delicious. It's it's very, very malt forward. Obviously it's a mm -hmm. porter. Uh yeah. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting the richness of the uh, uh of the of the beer as well coming through. Uh so mm -hmm. almost almost chocolatey but but not quite. And 
Yeah, like like deliciously flat. I I, I don't want to put it. It's <laughs> deliciously it's, flat. It's not. It's not. Well, flat's you know, a little bit much. It's it's, it, it's mellow. So here's what I, I I do and don't like about the Samuel Smith. Like just the the the, the bottles that I've tried. Mm. They have all been more than acceptable. If you want a if you want someone that uh, a, a brewery that does like that style, and that if you want like the middle of the road of that style, Samuel Smith I, for me has always been that. Sure. Like I've never, they're like the toast of breweries. Like no one's really excited about them. Yeah. But if it comes as a side, eh, I'll take it. You know. Got it. Got it. Yo, well, I like I, I like a good toast. But then again, it's just toast, right? It's just like, toast. It's not like, even it's... even the best toast is still. Mm. Toast. Well, I, I think that's an ap- actually an apt uh, uh, description. I mean, there is a bit of a roasty and toastiness to it. Mm-hmm. Now, how is uh, how's Jesus tasting? Uh, even more Jesus even is more. Um, is tasting very chocolatey. I mean, if you would have said this was a chocolate stout, I would have believed you. Mm. Um, but it the roasty. So it's an imperial stout, twelve percent uh, ABV. It, it's super big, super bold. Um, a lot of these super huge stouts with the, the big, big roasty grains, if they're not balanced out well, they can get a uh, an ashtray taste oh, sure. in the worst cases. And so I'm just picking up a very slight, like a little tiny bit of like that, like extra harsh roast. So um, you are uh, originally from California mm-hmm. and now you live in Fort Worth, Texas. Correct. Um, and a lot of that, I'm, I imagine, informs your your beer podcast. Yes. What is the beer scene like in Fort Worth, Texas? It has exploded, and it is going through the how do we figure out how to grow this quickly, Ooh. and then as COVID hit, um, figure out how do we survive during this time as everybody else is. Um, when I, I put it this way, I put Fort Worth is between five and ten years behind Southern California, where I left. Okay. Um, and the total, when I when I got here uh, about five years ago, they're about in the Fort Worth area, depending on how you define that, there were between, you know, twelve and twenty breweries. Again, however you define Fort Worth area, okay. that, you know, DFW area. Sure. Um, That's a Dallas is the D. Dallas Fort Worth. Ah, got yeah. it, got it. Yeah, and. Now, I believe the last count, again, depending on how you draw the borders, there's like 60 or 70. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, it's 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 a lot. And in five years to do that, everybody's, I feel like, trying to figure out where um, all the brewers are trying to figure out, like, well, how do I stand out? And the beer drinkers are just, I mean, pick of the litter. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. But um, there's a lot of, there's some growing pains in that, you know, because now it's not just, you don't just have to be a good beer to stand out. You have to be a good brewery, a good location um, worth going out to. Whereas if you, uh, when I first got here, if you made good beer, people would go out to you. Sure. You could put out a picnic table and everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. But now it's like, well, what? Why should I go to that beer brewery across town? Because I've got one down the street that makes good beer. Oh. And so that's it's a great problem to have. Sure. Um, but uh, it, it's going through it was it's going through some growing pains, and I think that um, with COVID and all of that happening right now, we uh, I, I'm with the with the way the blue laws here work, it does not help out 
it, it does not do us any favors. Sure. So that is something also that they're they're struggling with. And um, I, I I got to talk to some of the brewers and some people in the DFW area uh, for my podcast, um, and it was such an eye-opening experience to listen to small business owners and people in the craft beer community and brewers to talk about how their lives are being affected and how they're trying to survive through this moment. So are there a, a mix? Are there real small ones, mid-size and large? Or are mm-hmm. they mostly small? What's What kind of um, size are we talking about? And what uh, is, there, is there a quintessential uh, uh, Fort Worth area a brewery mm. that everybody should go to? Um, okay, so... I mean, there's there's a couple that I, I think everybody should at least give a shout, give give a try to. Um, we have Rar and Sun, which is down the street from me, mm. um, about 20, 30 minutes, depending on traffic, and they have been around the DFW area the longest. Uh, I think them and one other brewery might have a claim to that. Mm. Um, you have them, and they pack when you could pack a house out. They would have a couple thousand people there in a day. Wow, you know. Yeah, they could fit a couple thousand at any point in time. So that was big. Um, I'll, I'll say about a thousand. Yeah, about a thousand. Then we have community on uh, the the, Fort, uh, the Dallas side, and again, they can hold a thousand plus people, and they are so good. They've got Legion uh, as their beer, uh, as their flagship, and it is such a great beer. I hope I I, I want people to, to to give that a, a try at any point in time. Um, yeah, community makes legion, right? Yeah, community. Um, and then you have so many in between, and those two are kind of like more your norm, like your classic brewery type. They've got a, yeah. a core four. They do follow the trends, but they've got their own feeling. It's for big community type things. Sure. Um, then you have the smaller breweries that are the up and comings, that really are based off of more, a little more based off of like the haze craze. Yep. yep. But they're also they're getting people there because they make such great hazy beers and that's what everybody's loving, but they're also just good brewers. So uh, places like Turning Point, Odd Muse, and Celestial are all places that um, were, are, were built up based on their hazy beers, but are each individually doing their own thing and doing it so well. Mm. Yeah. Now, um, you know, on your podcast, you know, you, you, you have a, a, a format in which you interview folks. Uh, can for those who haven't listened, uh, can you tell me a little bit about some of the memorable guests, uh, some of the people that they're going to meet? So um, I'll say the first uh, the first episode um, with Mick from Craft Beer Chats. Um, really, I I think that is the the best starting point, one of the better starting points because it really is what I hope the podcast to be mm. in a really rough form. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, the audio is not that great. And I've, I've definitely learned so much, but it really is like, Hey, um, how do you, how would you tell people how to taste beer better? How mm. do you better appreciate the beer that's in your glass? That's the theme. And we talk for about an hour just on how to better um, appreciate the, the beer that's in your glass because I mean if you're gonna pay a couple dollars more for like a craft beer I want to get the most out of it you yeah. know yeah. and so we talked about history we talked about sensory uh, evaluation we talked about styles it was such a great chat um, then the next one I would say would be with Michael Petacolis of Petacolis Brewing and I I, I I didn't leave him out of the other ones because you know they, I was you know we talked about like you know hey there's this one here this one here but 
Pedicolis is kind of that quintessential DFW brewery. Yeah. They've been around for a very long time. Everybody loves them. They make great beer. They're solid. And I really love um, just how well their beers are made. And Pedicolis, he is part of my series on Hope, my whole talk on COVID. And he was like listening to the coach from the Miracle on Ice team mm. because of the way that he talked about, um, you know, and uh, talked about his team. It like inspired me to want to be a better, <laughs> like if I, could have, if I was on a sports team, I'd be like, I need to be a better team player because of, of just listening to this guy. Now, um, uh, back and, up a bit. You, yeah. you mentioned uh, that this was part of your hope series hmm. uh you know when, I'm sorry. tell me a little bit about this uh, series this was around when covid first hit um, yeah what was your take uh, how did you approach uh interviewing folks around that time um so with that one it was i was the i think the thing and this is kind of again what i do with my podcast is try to answer find quite you know answer questions that i have and one of the things i had was where are people finding hope so i did what i called my series on hope and it was a couple brewers owners of places and uh, people in the craft beer community here in DFW. And um, I ended each session with just where are you finding hope? So it was like a catch up on how are you doing? How is the business that you're working at? Or, you know, what are you seeing in the craft beer community? Um, and then we always uh, ended on where are you seeing hope? And every almost everybody answered the same way in, in that they were seeing hope in the way that the craft beer community was supporting the brewers, the breweries, um, the businesses, the bottle shops. Um, they loved how the craft beer community in DFW was really coming out to support. Mm. Um, Petacolis was talking about when they had to go um, to go sales only because we can't do delivery beer here. Okay. Um, when they had to go to the to go sales only, their first day that they did that, they had a, a, a line of cars that was not only around the block, but beyond. Wow. And they kept that line up for almost the entire day and they sold out of just about everything that they had. And they just were so surprised that people came out to support them that much. And it kept up mm. and they're still going strong, which I'm, I'm so glad to hear. Um, but yeah, are that you, was- Are, mm -hmm. are people uh, going back to, to the breweries now? They just opened up breweries to be able to come back um, for, for, for in-person seating this past weekend. Wow. And that was the second time that they've allowed it. They allowed it for a little while, then they shut it down, and then they, they're now back. Um, apparently in Texas, they were allowing restaurant bars to be open, mm. but not breweries. Mm. And so breweries were like, wait, what what why and they said well because restaurants serve food and so the yeah. breweries were like wait so if i serve like a dollar side of peanuts like that makes us safe and i'm not i'm i myself am very cautious when it comes to the covid 19 deal sure but i'm not a fan of double standards because of a brewery and a restaurant right. um, when everything is pretty much the same distance apart in both of those so. yeah we have a similar law in connecticut and mm. you know not every brewery is actually following through with it um mm. and the ones that do i was reading a post about a brewery saying like um you know just gen gentle reminder please don't take out your rage that we're asking you to buy a bag of peanuts out on a server or, <laughs> or leave curse words on our facebook page yeah you know, 
Um, I think we're at a breaking point. We, we I, people are fed up, you know. I, and I understand a frustration. I just don't like it when that frustration is taken out on, you know, poor person that's just like trying to serve you beer and make your day better. Right. Like that's that's not the right person to do. That. And, and let's let's give the angry person uh, alcohol. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's always a good combination. That it, that's always worked alcohol out. Alcohol well. anger, nothing bad has happened after that. No, not in the history of the world. <laughs> no, I. Uh, it is a tough time, but I love the fact yeah. that you found the positive in it. You know, when I listened back to my first um, podcasts, especially around that time, um, mm. it, it, you know, I just found I was asking a lot of the same questions, and it wasn't about hope it was about you know oh how are you going to survive isn't this terrible yeah. you know so i think that would be a good listening exercise someone should listen to uh my uh you know podcasts around uh, february and march and uh and then yours because they'll feel a lot better i'm sure you know I, it was it really was cathartic for me um to hear people not just the struggling part but to go where they were where they saw something good happening. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I, I didn't know that I needed to hear that that much. Um, and getting through that whole series was such a relief. Um, and I actually took a break from the podcast after that because I myself like almost like needed to process everything mm -hmm. and to just be with my family as well because we were going through a major life transition at that point in time. Um, but also to now have that in the books and to be able to think about it and, and what I listened to and what I heard. And uh, it was, yeah, it was such a great way to, um, uh, it's been such a good memory out of all of this. Now, you mentioned your family and mm -hmm. you're, you mentioned some things that are changing with your family. That yeah. kind of leads me into um, the other thing I want to talk about, which is the fact that you're a stay-at-home dad and you want the world mm -hmm. to know how to be a better stay-at-home dad. Tell me about this this project. So the other thing that I'm doing right now is uh, Dad Domesticus, and that is a YouTube channel. It'll be a podcast. Um, right now, it's just it's just trying to just get the YouTube channel off the ground. It's just so much work. Um, so Dad Domesticus is my journey into what's called the SAD, S-A-H-D, life, stay-at-home dad life. And I wish there was a better acronym, but I just embrace it. It's the SAD life. It's the stay-at-home dad life. Um, there are not a lot of stay-at-home dads as compared to stay-at-home moms. It's growing. Um, and I think there's less and less stigma around it. I have not, in, I have not had any stigma, you know, pointed out myself, um, which I'm very glad to, to be able to say that. But... Um, I wanted to give an honest look at what it's like to be a stay-at-home dad and kind of my thoughts, reactions, and everything in between about it. So we did a road trip to California recently, and we called it the Pandemic Road Trip. Mm. And so I am uh, going to be putting a video out on that soon. I did a review of a $239 wagon that we <laughs> bought. Jeez. Because if you're going to pay 240 bucks for a wagon, I'm going to make a video about it. That... Like, yeah, it's a hauler. It has uh, rubber wheels. Okay. It has a canopy. It has seat belts. Um, you can literally talk about this thing like a minivan and you would not be – you. if I started talking to you about the handling, mm. you would be like, wait, are you talking about a wagon or a minivan at this point in time? Yeah, it sounds like you're taking on the Oregon Trail. 
You could, dude. You you could ford the river with this bad boy. Yeah. Now, give me a little bit of uh, of of what the sad life is like, because um, when you're staying at home and taking mm-hmm. care of your uh, two daughters, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two daughters. Um, you know, is it rat? It. What what's what was the biggest adjustment that you had to make between going out and being a go out to work dad? So the the biggest adjustment has been not being able to talk to more adults um, <laughs> than because <laughs> my wife works at home as well. So it's great that I can see her. Okay. And she, you know, as much as she loves seeing me, I think we're in the same boat as everybody else. Like we really would love to see other people. Um, mm-hmm. I'm the extrovert though. So to me, not being able to go to like an office and see people and talk to people has been a huge adjustment, uh-huh. you know. Um, I love that I get to hear my little girl's thoughts all throughout the day. But then again, I'm listening to my little girl's thoughts all throughout the day. How old are and they? We've got a four-year-old, Charlotte, and a one-year-old, um, Madison. And they, and they, and they are uh, uh, extroverts as well? Uh, Charlotte is an extrovert to the extreme. If I say hi to anybody on the street, she has to tell them her first immediate thought of like, Ella had to poop this morning. And Ella is her play dog, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, Maddie, the one-year-old, extreme opposite. She sees someone new and is like, nope. Uh-uh. Yeah. Where's mom? Where's dad? Well, where's mom first? Dad, you'll do. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. The next yeah. next tier. Yeah. Now, one of the things that, um, you know, I'll be looking forward to, because there's ultimately, hopefully, going to be a crossover episode where you're bringing your lack of knowledge about beer, so to speak, and your uh, lack of knowledge about being a father or a stay-at-home dad or whatever, um, is, is the, um, you know, so I, I, are you going to have like a brewery episode as a stay-at-home dad or like... Man, I get, I, I, you're giving me ideas. Yeah. I love it. Well, because um, I'm curious. I brought my, I was uh, almost seven-month-old. And I mm-hmm. brought her to two breweries. I don't know if mm-hmm. I'm doing it right. Uh, do you, what, 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 what advice can you give a, a new dad? Um, so, okay, so seven year old, a seven month old, I'll say that's easy because yeah. uh, they they're not doing anything more than eating, pooping, and sleeping. So sure. as long as you catch them in the sleeping part, you know, yeah. that's I think the best time to do it. When if they can sleep through it, amen. All right. Um, I also and um, but what if okay so 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 take me through the ages. What if there were three? So as soon as they get to that like squirmy three-year-old thing, um, this is where my family is like we don't we don't do the tablet all that much. It's pretty much on an airplane or on a on a, like a long road trip like the one we just took. Um, so the tablet is such a <laughs> such a like like carrot on a stick that. At breweries, I'm fine giving my my four-year-old the tablet because then she has something to do. I say it's more about if you're going to go to a place that the parent is going to like more, like the like a brewery, sure. that the kid has to be entertained enough so that you can actually enjoy being there. Mm. I'm also a huge fan of if you if if there's going to be alcohol involved, that one parent is not drinking. Oh, you know? Yeah. Um, that I makes mean, sense. to me, that's just one of those like um, if. If uh, if my wife is going to a brewery with me, 
and the kids are coming along, she knows that she's driving home. Sure. Um, if there's going to be a $3 margarita special, I know I'm driving home that day because Mama's going to have a margarita with, and the kids, you know, will be maybe around, but Mama's going to have her margarita. I don't care for $3 margaritas as much as Mama does. Got it. You know? Yeah. So I'm all about keeping the kids entertained because then that helps everybody else have a good time. Um, if you're going to be going to a place like there's a the brewery turning point has these long tables in the middle or they did mm. before all this COVID thing. Um, I'm all about keeping the kid entertained as well so they don't bug other people because oh. my daughter will talk any person's head off. <laughs> so keeping her as much entertained uh, and a contained entertained as possible is like a, is a great way that I think to, to enjoy breweries with kids. Sure. That's great. That's good advice. I, I, I and and now, um, you know, people are giving each other space. You know, so mm-hmm. so now is not such a bad time. Actually, you know, to, when I bring when we bring our, our daughter around, you mm-hmm. know, people give us space. They're not sticking their finger, you know, it, you know, on her nose yeah. and everything. So that's one of the few <laughs> upsides to a very horrible situation we're in. Um, so I, uh, I look forward to, to seeing how that grows now, but you're not done with, I know nothing about beer, right? No, no, not done at all. So we just finished up, um, me, I just finished up season three and I did like a three and 3.5. And so, uh, those are finished up. I'm going to do a recap of the season and I always do at least one Instagram post where I put everybody's picture that I, you know, for every time I do an episode, I do an Instagram post where I'm going to take all of those Instagram posts and put them into one giant Instagram post to just thank everybody that came on the podcast. Um, But to also kind of wrap up the season a little more, kind of do a little tie on the bow. And then just, uh, I'll do one or two little things in between to before season four, but it's going to, I'm taking a break from it for just a little bit. Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to focus on dad domesticus. It's um, uh, doing a podcast is so much effort mm-hmm. and so much work, and trying to do this YouTube thing is so much more work. Oh, so yeah. I can't, I can't. Uh, I've got to choose my time wisely because I'm, you know, I'm Mr. Dad on, you know, most days out of the week, and uh, from you know whenever we get done eating breakfast to you know whenever we get done eating dinner and then generally my wife lets me you know kind of sneak away into the room to the office to get you know recording done editing done things like that but i'm still you know it, it could still be like you know hey hun the kid just peed on the floor can you come here help right. out while i get this and that done and the other so you're still on call oh yeah well, absolutely it keeps you yeah. it keeps you humble well, yeah <laughs> keeps you connected that kind of thing yeah, fatherhood should not inflate your head. <laughs> no, no doubt, no doubt. No, I, I think if anything, um, you know, my experience as a, as a first-time father at 47, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm certainly humbled at, in terms of my um, uh, ability to, you know, keep up and uh, mm-hmm. my ability to be youthful and playful. Um, so, so yeah. yeah it's like a young man's game, dude. It really I, is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was thinking, I, 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 my wife and I have talked about this, like, we dated for four years, and I was, you know, uh, I think we got married, I was, I turned 30, 31, and so she's a couple, my wife's a couple years younger than myself, and we were both looking at, like, if we had gotten married at, like, 20, 21, we would have probably four kids by now, mm. and be cool, yeah. you know, 
but we didn't. And now I'm like, no more. No, we're done. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, no, no. Uh-uh. As long as you're on the same page. Every sitcom in the uh, 80s, by season six, they were running out of steam. They suddenly had another kid. The kid. So <laughs> I, I don't know if any, I don't know if a, a relationship is like a sitcom, um, but uh, if it is, look out because that no, uh, no, surprise dude. is coming. No surprises. <laughs> no way. No, we can't. For one, we can't afford any more surprises. Mm. And two, I, I, that 3 a.m. wake up call, we, I, I fell asleep walking. I imagine. I imagine that is what happens. Yeah. So um, I, I think, you know, I'm going to uh, think I think this was a good conversation. I think, you know, I want to, uh, you know, walk us out of the bar a little bit. I, you oh, know, okay. We don't even have to pay our tab, which is nice because this is the best type of bar reality. ever. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, as I'm walking you out over here, I, I, I got to ask, I'm going to turn the tables on Please. you. Uh, what brings you hope? What brings me hope? Um, I... I'll say a, a couple little things here, and uh, I, I may get a, a show a little bit more of uh, the heart of my sleeve, just a little bit. Um, things that bring me hope. Um, my little kids um, bring me more than a fair amount of hope. Um, the way that I see my daughter and the way that I saw when she was in daycare. Um, and, you know, I used to be a teacher as well, and there are kids that you really go, oh, my goodness i hope you survive i was in elementary school at ed for a while and you think are, are you gonna survive past sixth grade like like if you do then you're set kid um but um when i when i see what um what lessons younger people are learning from that gives me hope um there are some lessons that i don't think um a generation the, the, the next generation is fully embracing that I'm like, oh, I hope that they catch those before it's too late. Mm. Um, but I see hope in kids. I really do, in, in, in younger people. Um, I used to work at a, at a university as well, and that was like, wow, look at what they're doing. Look what they're capable of. Um, I also, and, and this just goes to my, I'm, uh, I am a Christian, and I, and I you know, I, I, there's a, a Bible verse that I absolutely love, and I say to myself in the best and worst of times of this too shall pass. Mm, yeah. Whatever your situation in, if you, you know, like when my daughter was first born, I remembered that verse and I just held her a little tightly, mm. a little tighter because I was like, I am enjoying this moment because mm. this too shall pass. Uh, you know? Yeah. I always um, think of it as like yeah. you're in a bad situation. This too shall pass. But even the good ones too. Mm-hmm. That's great. This COVID, it, it will pass. We don't know when, but it will. Um, and that's something that gives me hope, you know? Yeah. Sounds perfect. All right. Well, thanks so much, Al the Brewer, everybody. Yeah, thanks, man. This has been so much fun. I will come to a virtual pub anytime. Oh, yeah. It's it, You know what? It is uh, It is always open. You just you, There's a couple of buttons you need to press, and you're right back there. I might not be there with you, mm. but, uh, you know, you let yourself in anytime. Thank you, man. Thank you. My thanks to Al. You can find him on Instagram at Al the Brewer and at Dad Domesticus. Welcome to the after party. So glad you can make it. Pull a 
hard folding chair from out of the closet and settle in. Have another beer. I'm drinking a Back East Porter. Big surprise. Uh, Back East is, of course, uh, the sponsor, or had been the sponsor for the last seven episodes. So thank you uh, for your patronage of the show. Uh, Whenever you're in Connecticut, check out Back East. Um, So Al the Brewer, Al Haida, uh, really talked me uh, uh, back from a ledge here, uh, figuratively. I sat down with a fine interview with him and found a way to uh, make that interview inaccessible to me technically. Um, don't know how else to explain it. It involves Pro Tools and it was a mess. And I did this exact same thing two episodes ago to the Craft Crew, which is a group of dudes that I'm going to get together with this Saturday. But anyway, uh, Al was very nice about it and he said, uh, you know, why don't you try Audacity, which is another way of, uh, you know, recording. And I did. And if you're listening to this now, it's all because of him. So thank you, Al, and his legion of uh, legions of listeners. And uh, so if you're listening to It Starts With Beer for the first time, thank you. Welcome. Listen to all the other ones. And subscribe and give me five stars or something. I don't know. I've... Uh, Got some good podcasts coming up, as I mentioned before, the Craft Crew, three gentlemen um, that are uh, hoping to widen the demographic, as they say, to include more black and Hispanic uh, drinkers and brewers. And I'm also excited about interviewing um, Connecticut um, Brewers Guild, uh, Kat Manning of the Connecticut Brewers Guild. Um, she also designs beer labels, and so anyone who's artistic, anyone who can design like that, I am all for talking to them. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really excited that this one is done, and don't mean that in a negative way. I'm just glad that it got done uh, relatively on time. Uh, I'm enjoying uh, this process, loving the podcasting trying to sneak in the recordings just after I put my baby daughter to sleep. She's uh, going to be seven months old on, uh, on this Sunday, and um, she is an absolute joy and a, a beautiful little girl. So I'm lucky, uh, and so uh, if I can sneak in a little bit of drinking, a little bit of talking, uh, around her sleeping schedule. Uh, everything's okay. Until next time, sip well. One, two, three, four.